Blog Talk Radio. August 1 5, 2018. Okay, today I want to talk just for a few minutes about confusing words, words that I find confusing. Maybe you won't, okay? I'm going to talk about Sarah Jiang. Remember her? She's the young woman who was hired just a little while ago by the New York Times as its tech writer, and then some of her old tweets became public, and it was revealed that she's been tweeting nasty things about white people. And many people thought that the New York Times should fire her because of that, but lots of people came to her defense, and this is what they said. They said, Sarah is not racism. Oh, no, she's not racist, and here's why. Because racism is not just prejudice. It's prejudice with power. And since white people dominate the positions of power, uh, uh, she... Uh, <laughs> Jerry, don't I... laugh. Don't laugh. <laughs> don't laugh. <laughs> You're not, I'm not going to be able to do this show. Don't make me oh, laugh. Okay. I'm going to put myself on mute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't fire oh, me. Yeah, it's, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. it's okay. It's okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get... Running joke because she'd been doing it steadily 
for five years, okay? But I say, hey, you want someone on your team who's got a good sense of humor, don't you? Of course you do. And that's why you're listening to Jerry Jerry! What show is this? What show is this? Yeah. This is the Recruiting Animal Show! Turn the bumper tune on. What happened? I did. Didn't you hear it? No, I, was, I guess I was in the zone. I blocked yeah, everything I out. So. I guess so. You were really focusing. It was a good shout. It was a Thank good you. shout. Okay. I'm, I'm trying anyway. to switch it up a little bit. I mean, you, let's face it. You pay me a ton, and yeah. I think I sometimes I get lazy, and I don't yeah. want to be lazy. I don't want to be accused of just settling for what what's comfortable, what's normal. I want to I want to push yeah, the like, boundaries. Like, like I Looking abused you just before the I'm show saying. started. Okay, that's great. This Jerry, everybody, he's just a wonderful guy. I mean, he's got, he's very conscientious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I want to, thanks for telling everybody. Anyway, I want to thank my sponsor. You're proud of what you do. I want to thank my sponsors. Martin Snyder, the boss of PC Recruiter. It's the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. Nin Tran. That's Nin with an H, everybody. N-I-N-H. Tran. If you listen to this show, you're going to learn how to spell NIN. Anyway, he's the COO of Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool. And Nick Livingstone, not Livingstone, Livingstone, the CEO of Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, the online interview technology. Uh, Jerry, are you still on the show or have you hung up or are you going to get something to eat? I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Okay. You know what? You surprised me a few weeks ago. You actually sang a song with me because it was by a group that you liked, Badfinger. So I've got another song by them. It was by a group that I was actually on stage with, Animal. There's a difference. Really? Okay. Well, I got them again, a different hit. I got it day after day. Want to do a, a, a verse of that with me? You know that one? Yeah, yeah. I remember. Remember, you know? Okay, let's see if Mike Rasmussen, the guest. Mike, Mike Rasmussen, are you here, the guest? Mike. Hi, I'm here. How are you? Okay, do you? okay, fine. Do you know the song by Badfinger, Day After Day? I actually don't. I wish I did. Okay, you'll follow me and Jerry, and you'll hum along, okay? Jerry, you ready? I'll do yeah. my best. Okay, I'll count three. One, two, three. I remember finding out about you every day. My mind is all around you. Looking out from my lonely room, day after day. Come on, I should be following you. Bring it home, baby. Make it, make it soon. I give. Okay, but I should be following. You're the singer. I should be following you. You shouldn't let well, me technically, lead, if we're, okay? If we're singing together, we shouldn't be following each other. We should be singing in harmony. Yeah, okay. Well, you were. I don't want to get too technical with you. You're Canadian. Okay. Okay. <laughs> our guest today is our old friend, Mike Rasmussen. M- uh, yeah, we don't, I'll spell his Twitter name. Mike, M-I-K-E, then R for 
Rasmussen, and then ADP for his company, Mike R. ADP. Okay. And uh, anything you want to tell us about yourself? You're a corporate recruiter. Anything else that we should know, Mike? Well, you, you've heard it before. I do. Um, I, I work on roles that are generally uh, client-facing positions that work with our clients. So. Yeah, that means nothing, okay? Nobody remembers a word that you said before, okay? And the other uh, actually, okay. it sounded like exactly okay. what he said before, and we were confused then. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay. Well, well, anyway. But at least the story record. hasn't changed. Okay. Looking, <laughs> Jerry and I had a little dispute before the show. Have you ever heard of resting bitch face, Mike? Resting bitch face? That's when uh, someone no. has a Okay, that's when someone has a, sa- a sour expression. You know, they're just sitting there, you know, not paying attention to anything. But they got a oh, sourpuss. Okay. they got a sourpuss. And there's Is that men and called. women? Yeah, it could be men or women. A guy okay. can have resting bitch face? I, yeah, it's just a term, just like racist or, <laughs> or dumb blonde or whatever, okay? Okay. So resting bitch face. Now the thing is, if How you about are resting meeting... dumb bitch face. <laughs> okay, you want to like, dumb blonde and bitch face. Okay, I'll just tell you. I mean, let's go all the way out. Let's do no, it. No, everybody. Okay, resting bitch face. I mean, I posted uh, Lisa Feldman Barrett talking about it. She is a famous professor. This is not a. This is not a stupid topic. And right now, they've got all this, this software, this facial recognition software or facial analysis software. You, you, know, you, you might you're, you're apply for a job or you're a candidate, and they send you to a website, and you answer questions in an interview, and they film you while you're doing it, and then the software analyzes your facial expressions, okay? So it's really a huge issue if uh, resting bitch face is a real thing or not, because if the software analyzes your facial expression and assumes that you've got underlying negative emotions, they're not going to hire you, or it's not going to recommend you for the hire. But if this, like Lisa Feldman Barrett says, if resting bitch face is not a real thing, well, then you're being unfairly judged, and maybe a company will end up in court. What do you think about this, Mike Rasmussen? Would you trust face-reading software? If your company put in face-reading software and they had these uh, you know, computer candidate uh, interviews online, would you trust the, the, the information the face-reading software is giving you? You know, I think it would come down to what their stats are of how effective it is. And if they can show me, you know, a business case that makes sense for what their track record has been. If, if that is the case and they see something that makes sense along those lines, then yes. But okay, if so you're they ready can't to back go. it up. If, if, if they said, if, if they, they said okay, they this candidate's up, got a though, bitch face. Okay, anybody else on the line? I think we lost, Jerry and I lost some people by laughing, but you know what? It was a good laugh. Okay, there was a lot of... The world needs a good laugh right now, Animal. Yeah. yeah, okay. Is there anybody else who's a recruiter who wants to tell us their opinion about this, uh, this uh, uh, software, facial analysis software, if, you know, if there's actually a controversy in the real world about what a person is uh, experiencing? Anybody else want to talk about it? No. Okay. Uh, I no. thought it's a very interesting thing. To me, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it certainly seems interesting to me. I, I, I have to say I've never 
cite anything like that. But yeah, don't drag it out. Again, You've got nothing to... worthwhile. Yeah, we got your point of view. Don't 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 just blab. Okay, okay. this is an important show with right. substance. Right. But here's and, and here's the question. Okay, this is something Jerry uh, has discussed a number of times. I think on Facebook. I might be wrong. He says I'm always wrong about him. But no, you're wrong. Yeah. Okay. Corporate <laughs> recruiters, uh, Mike. You're a corporate recruiter. Sometimes we'll see these corporate recruiters who go for a long time without being able to get a job. And Jerry will say to them, well, why don't you just call around and pick up some job orders while you're doing, you know, wait and and work those orders and make some money. Yeah. Is that a a a thing? I said that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I'm thinking, man, this this guy's making sense. Exactly. Turns out Uh, you were quoting me. Yeah. I'm cool. Yeah. So, so Mike, you're a corporate recruiter. Uh-huh. Would that make sense for a, a, if you lost your job tomorrow for whatever reason, you know, while you're waiting to get another job, and let's say it takes a while, w- would you be able uh-huh. to call around to companies in, let's say, especially your own city, and and you know, pick up jobs and work them independently? Would you be able to do that? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you'd have to be a go-getter. You'd have to get on the phone and make some calls, obviously, to to drum up some business, but I, yeah, but I would it see be why that wouldn't be a good idea. Would it be radically different from what a corporate recruiter is normal? Like, would you have to be some kind of special corporate recruiter in order to be able to do that? Or could any corporate recruiter really pick up jobs and work, work jobs while they're trying to get into another corporation of their, their choice? Could any corporate recruiter do that? Or is it very unlikely? Because I never hear about them doing it. And Jerry says it's a good idea. I, I tend to believe him. I agree with you. I think it is a good idea because, you know, why would you sit on your, you know, if you if you have the ability to go out and drum up business while you're waiting for your next big gig, then yeah, why not? Okay. Well, how would I you do it then? How would you do it if you were you were out of a job next week, and you 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 might be four months before you found something suitable? How would mm-hmm. you go about getting getting these jobs to work? What would you do? Your first step would be to go to some of the um, published positions that are out there. You could use Indeed, for example, um, LinkedIn to see what's already out there. And then obviously, you know, if something's posted, they have a need at that moment. And then you, you start calling into the companies that have those needs and try to make some would, Hold on, hold on, hold on, right hold on, hold on. How would you identify who to call? Well, I would use my network first because I have – I have a, a fairly sizable network on LinkedIn, so I could use my own network to see if I had any connections in that company and then start making some calls to them first. Okay, um, so but let's say some... you got a name. Let's say you got yeah. a name, but it wasn't a warm call. You just got the name. Somebody didn't call up in advance and say, Mike Rasmussen's a great guy. I want you to talk to him. You got the person's name. Let's say it's Joe Blow, okay, or Jeanette Blow, mm-hmm. or whatever you want. Are you are – you, uh, what are you going to say to, or to get through to him or her? And, and what are you going to say once you get on the phone with them? If, how, how are you going to work it? Well, you do like you would in recruiting. You'd have to get a hold of information to try to build a rapport, obviously. Um, it goes back to some of our prior discussions where, you know, you're looking for I don't remember anything you've ever said, okay? I don't remember anything you've said. I want to know how would I build rapport then? Give me an example. Let's say it's the guy's Joe Blow. What would you do? Well, it would have to be research. So I'd have to go on, on the internet and find something about that person. 
um, see where their social footprints are, their social channels, yeah. and like what? see if I can, can find anything with, public can you come, information that might be can you come up? Can you come up with a, a, an example? Just make it up yourself. What do you think you might find that you could use? Well, if I belong to a similar professional association, for example, if they belong to SHRM or the Society for Human Resource Management, we could, we could probably start there. Well, what would you do? I want to hear the call. You know, you know, I don't care if everybody hangs up. I want to hear the nitty-gritty of the call because, look, there are corporate recruiters out there who are suffering because uh -huh. it takes them along. They don't know how to do this, but you say you do. Don't ever speak in generalities on this show. If you say okay. he's, he's, this guy, Joe, is with Sherm, I can talk with him about that. First of all, I want to know how you're going to get Joe on the phone, Okay. How are you going to get Joe on the well, phone? Well, you're going to have to do some research and find out what the company number is. Most company numbers are, are published on, you know, their website. Right. Yeah. And yeah. you, you yeah. start there and you can, you can make some. You phone up, you you just, phone up and the gatekeeper yeah. says, what's the reason for your call? What are you going to say? Many of these companies now have those um, dial-by-name directories, so you can actually go Don't to the dial-by-name find Don't dodge the question. Answer. What if you've I got didn't a receptionist? Answer. What if you've if you got, got a receptionist? receptionist? You have to explain uh, your purpose in calling and saying, well, go ahead. You know, that oh, oh, okay. come, come to the front door and say, come to the front door and say, look, I noticed you had some opportunities posted and looking to see if you may need help to fill those roles, and I wanted to get a hold of it looks like this is the decision maker. Can I please speak to them? Just come to the you front door. Go, you have to go. Hey, phone. I, I, I hate to be the uh, producer here, but this speakerphone that uh, he's on is doing him a disservice. Is he on a speaker? Okay. Mike, are he's you on, on something bad. Are you on? Uh, you a can't speaker? hear me too well. Get on the phone. Pick up the receiver, you lazy bum. Come on. <laughs> Hold on a sec. How about that? Is that better? Yes, it is. Thank you, Jerry. Oh. Thank you. Jerry earned Jerry. his money today. He You're earned welcome. his money today. Okay. Yep. Look. I might not be here next week. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so look. It's a miracle you're here today. You might have to okay. make some calls to some some corporate places to get yeah, some yeah. work. Yeah, Mike, don't judge a question. I, I, I'm having to pull teeth just to get you to say, what would you say to the receptionist when she says, okay, I'm sending you to HR? I'm not. I'm not putting you through to. No recruiters can go directly through to Joe Blow. You'll go. You talk to HR. What are you going to do? Well, again, I'm going to try to get a hold of the person I want to get a hold of. And How? So there's a couple of approaches. You can either come. You have to gauge if they're going to even pass you along, or if they're going to give you the runaround. She told so you what she's I would not say, going to pass you on. She's sending you to HR. What's your next step? Be concrete. Well, if they send you to HR, explain your purpose, and go from there. And then later, you can always call back the dial-by-name directory and try again. You mean at nighttime? Yeah, why not? Okay. Or so early in the day thing. or late, right after, no, no, well, right around yeah. 5 o'clock when you might be able to catch someone. Sometimes you do. So, so in other words, your next step is, is, is to try to dodge the receptionist by using the, uh, the uh, auto-answer system, right? The telephone That's correct, thing. yep. Okay. If you, if yep. you get a voice if you get a voicemail, which is likely, would you leave a voicemail? I would leave a voicemail, and I would say, um, please check your email for further information from my side. 
I'd love to well, talk with you on the phone when you have a moment. What would your voicemail say? What would you might not have the email, but what would your voicemail say? Well, I would say something along these lines. Um, I noticed you are looking to fill a role, and I actually think I may have some candidates that might fit that role. Would love to talk to you about that. Can yeah, but I you don't have you any candidates point? yet. You don't have any candidates, or would you find candidates before you even called in? Would you work the search? I would find candidates call- before I called in and then present them to them. Absolutely. You want to have. If I know Jerry. that they have a need, I can. Dude, this is where you have, you know, you got to have a little synergy, dude. I mean, hopefully you've got some kind of traction within the software developer world or the design engineer right. world. You're not just calling every single ad uh, no, on LinkedIn not. in your city saying, hey, I might right. have some candidates. You're calling people that you have a likelihood of being able to really exactly. get a resume on their desk in a day or two. That doesn't just happen out of thin air. Well, Mike didn't nope. say anything about that. Mike, do you agree with him? You can only, you know, call up and re- – Okay, so you wouldn't be I just calling you, any any job. Right. Right. I think you – I mean, if you if you believe that you can fill that role and you've had a past experience filling something similar, Mike, absolutely, Mike, why title, wouldn't you do it? What title, what title would you go for first? What job title would you try to find jobs on Indeed for? Or LinkedIn. You said you. That's what for you do. Me, you look for me, I would probably yeah, focus the, on finance because I have the a what title. With finance Listen to me. Look at my list. He's, get, he's starting what to slip title? around a little bit on you, animal. He's uh, doing instead of finance it's manager. Me years. Okay, how about that? Yep. How about finance, finance manager. manager? How about that? Finance okay. manager. Yep. Great. Okay. And if he says, and if the guy says we're not using any recruiters, what would you you say? Well, would you be willing to look at this resume? I've got a candidate that I've, I've sourced, and looks like they could be a possible fit based on your I'm not ready to need use and- recruiters. I'm not using recruiters. We're going to fill this in, you know, on our own. What do you say? You tell them to burn in hell and slam the phone down. What do you think? <laughs> See you in hell! Wham! Come on! Well, just My what I would say is, I would, what I would say is, and, and prior to approaching this call, I would have sourced a candidate that was in the industry that they're in and then I would present someone that's in a similar company as theirs and say that this candidate could be a possible fit and has a good track record and a good work history. Would well, you when would you do that? When would you do that? In your email? Would you do that in your email? Is that what you're saying? Like the person said... If I have them live on the phone, I would, I would want to talk to them. If they say, no, we're not using outside agencies, I would say, would you be willing at least to look at this this resume and have a, a call. Um, if okay, I and, if the you, guy said, and then if he said no, Mike, if he said yeah, Mike, well, I'm stop, not using any. Stop, 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 back a little bit. Animal. Yeah. yeah. What you're forgetting here is Mike is a corporate guy. Yeah. He's internal. There's a reason that he's not out on the free range. There's a reason. <laughs> okay. Stop, stop, stop highlighting this guy's inability to actually get outside and make a placement. It's, it's I, unfair to him. No, no, Jerry, you're wrong. Clearly. Just like, yeah, it's no, obvious. you are wrong. Now. Hey, you are wrong. Doing? Yeah, he might be inside because he likes the security. Listen no, up, it's stable no, income and medical coverage. Why. He's got I little think. kids. Let me, let me tell you a couple of other things I would do. Okay. I would, right. I would no, reach oh, out to you. Wait a sec. Mike, Mike, one second. What? Before we talk about it, you said I would recruit a candidate first before I even went in. So would you would you recruit a candidate and actually talk to that person without having a real job order? Or, or if so, yes. would you say, look, I don't have to. 
Yasso, would you say, I don't have a job, I'm speculating, I need someone to go in with, would you be interested in me taking a shot with you? Can I market you to, to some companies? Is that, is that what you would say to the person? How would you recruit somebody when you don't have a job? I want to know that. Well, one of the things that I have is I have my own network of folks that I've met with over the years, and I have my so own So you're assuming, um, you know what, you're giving so. yourself, i got to tell you, you're giving yourself every uh, positive. You're saying, oh, I would find somebody who knows somebody. Well, that's not usually the case. I'm sorry. No, okay? no, 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 no. I like no, the confidence, I, animal. I, I have my own folks that he, yeah, I have he could. my own yeah, network with. Yeah, I like it. I would reach into my like network no, no. and I'd find someone I that I could like build Yeah, no, no, you can't count on that. You have to figure I'm not going to have You may not be able to count on it, but it's, that's why wouldn't you use your own personal network and leverage that first? Because the most, they can't. It you makes the most sense. Always, okay. Now you're, and then you're assuming, oh, I've got a candidate who I know already. No, you don't necessarily have a candidate you know, okay? So you're, you're, basing, it, you're, okay. you're basing it on that. And uh, let me ask you, let's say you don't have a candidate. Let, let you me tell you someone? one other thing that I would do in this case. I would also seek out. Uh, friends that I know are in the agency world and get some advice on how they would approach uh, going solo uh, before I dived in and get some ideas on how I might approach that. So, you know, obviously I wouldn't go in blind. I'd, I'd try to get some, you know, idea of what the market looks like and what my chances for success would be, but it's certainly worth a go. I mean, you why wouldn't what? you the reach way, out to your own network know, and yeah, find the way folks I who know yeah. what, okay, what yeah. they've done before? Yeah, but, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. You're Assuming Jerry, am I right? everything. I mean, wouldn't yeah. you reach out to your own network and try to get some yeah. information ahead of time? And, and your network's really going to help way? you out for about four days. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah, there you and go. Then you got you got to go out and you got to plow plow all through I'm the saying is, All I'm saying is, I would try to uh, get some analysis of what I'm going to do first and and come up with a plan, and then okay. then go out. Uh, you know what? Right? I like your tone, and I'm just like Jerry. I like your confidence. But I think you're dodging the tough questions, and I have to do an ad. I'll put you on hold. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Recruiting Animal here for PC Recruiter. Hey, have you ever heard the saying, context is king? Context is king? Well, I'm going to prove today that it isn't. Context is not king, okay? At least not with recruiting software. That's a bold statement. Listen on. Listen ahead, Jerry. Recruiters are very diverse, okay? There's recruiters who are headhunters. There are recruiters who are temp staffing specialists. And there's recruiters who work inside companies like Mike here, and they focus on direct hire, okay? And the context is king, people will say. All these different kinds of recruiters need different kinds of software to suit their various needs. But I'm going to tell you something. That's not true. And you know how I know what's a lie. Yeah, because PC Recruiter doesn't say that. No way. They say that PC Recruiter is good for all kinds of recruiting. And you know why? Michael G. Cox knows because it's configurable. 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 Thank you, Mike. They don't impose one kind of work style or process on you. You shape their software to suit your own needs. You shape their software to suit you. And if you don't know how to do it yourself, they will help you. It doesn't matter if you're a solo recruiter working from home or if you're a part of a big team in a big corporation. You know why? Because big or small, we fit them all. That's what PC Recruiter says. So check them out, please, at PCRecruiter.com. 
dot net. Mike Rasmussen, I have to thank you for working through that with me. I, I think uh, I've uh, pointed out your weak spots, but uh, I think it's a, a very it's a very interesting issue. Okay, uh, here's another one. This one is for Rick sure. Ro- uh, Rich, Ro- Rich Rosen. I don't know if he's on the line today. Probably not. Hi, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm wants- here, but I got to call in a few minutes. Okay, but here's your question. Yeah, I got to send a so whole bunch of invoices here in a minute myself, Rich. But, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Call <laughs> to. Yeah, Rich is going to send out, you know, $200,000 worth of invoices during the show. Okay, here's the thing. How, how, this, this is Rich's question. See if you can give him some kind of answer before he has to go. How should agency recruiters deal with corporate recruiters? He wants to know, and Rich, you can you can lead the questioning, Rich. Give him the tough yeah, question. Yeah, more, more about hey, what is the best way to get an actual answer to call in to an, an an internal recruiter, so they actually give you some information. They actually want to work with you, so it's not just another oh, we don't work with agencies, we don't need agencies, blah 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 blah. We'd rather have to <laughs> let the roles sit open for six months. So, well, I think the big key to that is the value add of the partnership. You know, what is the pain that the, your client is feeling, right? I mean, what is the problem that they need to have solved? If you're able to come in and find a way to figure out what that is, and that comes from asking those questions, I think you have to ask, you know, what is it that you're feeling right now and what do you need from a partnership? And do you even have a budget to work with outside agencies? All right. Um, so, so let me you know, let me, you let me rephrase that, that because you don't yeah. even get a chance to at, you don't get a chance to get to that point. You know, you call up, you Many know, a you VP. Know. I agree. Well, that's like a well, a VP of sales, like I do sales guys. VP of sales is going to say, call HR, CC me on an email, and say, hey, you know, you know, Bill Schmill, whatever, work with work with Rich on this uh, opportunity, you know, on this uh, you know, our, our revenue generating opportunity that's losing money. Clearly, there's a pain, mm-hmm. there's a need. They haven't found anyone, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, you call up, you say, hey, listen, if they give you a chance to even talk to them, you call up and say, hey, listen, I've got this, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years. You know, all I do is bring top talent to the, to the table, et cetera, et cetera. You know, talk to me about this need. How can we help you with it? And then the immediate answer is, nah, we don't, uh, we don't want to use recruiters. Or we can only pay right. 6% in a negative unemployed market so, or some stupid fee. So how do you get them to open up? Because at least in the tech startup world, 99% of these recruiters, despite, you know, referrals from their management, fight with uh-huh. you to work with it. Or they just look for every reason to, you know, want to not partner with someone because it just shows off their inability to be successful. <laughs> so, is, is it is it a problem, Rich? Would you say that that's a problem that you're seeing that is kind of just isolated to the recruiter within the organization? Or is it an organization that, as a whole, isn't interested in, you know, either the value or, or for whatever reason, working for with the, with the recruiter at all? I think it's it's you know there's obviously certain internal recruiters that are fantastic and they're great to work with, but I think that the vast majority would rather you know for a number of reasons you know from their own self-preservation to whatever. Choose not to work with an agency recruiter. One, they may not know you, and they don't want a chance to get to know you. Or, you know, and some I'm sure don't have budget. Some companies certainly don't want to work with recruiters, which is fine. Yeah. Um, 
you know, but it's the ability to actually have that conversation to show why you're not like the other 15,000 recruiters who just called in. Um, and I, I get it from an internal recruiter perspective, I get how many idiots they have to deal with as well. Rich, but, Rich, Rich, but you've already got the VP of sales on your side. Although I have to tell you, I've been in the same position. A VP yeah. says, yeah, go ahead, call, call Betty and work with her. And Betty doesn't return your calls, and, and you know, it goes nowhere. But – Exactly. Theoretically, you've got the VP of sales. Can you go back to the – I tried. It didn't work. But could you ever go back to the VP of sales of and say, hey, I'm talking to this dope in, in, in recruiting that you referred me to. She, she doesn't want to do any work. You need somebody, and I got yeah. somebody. She doesn't want to work with me. What's, can you, can you, you nudge her, get, move her in the right direction? Is that a possibility? How Does that work for you? It didn't work for me, okay? Does that it, it, ever it work? It sometimes. It doesn't work other times. You know, I mean, like it, it's – you know, in in this market, like Paul and I were talking about this the other day. I mean, this market, it's it's you know, it's timing is everything. You could you could give someone, I'll give you a million dollars to let me work, the chance to work with you. And I, 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 99% of these people will still tell you no. It, it is purely. Hey, Rich, I think can I ask you a question, Direct? Um, fire just away. Turn it back around on you. I, I'm curious. Do you have any success uh, when you've had you know a referenceable situation? So, say for instance, you've made a placement. And, you know, that client is really happy. And then you ask them and you say, hey, who, who do you know that I could work with next? Um, how often does that help your situation? Oh, I mean, that's that's everything. I mean, I live on referrals. So, right. yeah, I mean, I that, I, that I would be hungry. my approach. I think um, it is, you know, when you're doing business development, right? But the problem is, though, oftentimes, you know, especially in this current market, You'll get that referral. Right. The VP's like gung ho. That's great. I mean, I just had this with a a, a a college fraternity buddy of mine. He's a VP at a company. Called me up, said we got this great opening, and you know his then his you know HR person and his COO were like, nope, we only pay like fifteen percent. And then they say, all right, great. Now we'll, we I got him to get up to twenty percent, which is for me is fine. So and of course then they never sign the contract. You never hear from him again. You know, so HR eventually still blocks it when they want to block it. You know, but and, mm-hmm. and they don't. I mean, it's, it, the problem is, I think, as a recruiting industry as a whole, we all do a horrible job of selling our value. And you know, it's like all these posts online you see. Some people think twenty percent is too low. Some people think it's uh, fantastic. You know, but it, there's no, no one's yeah. you know, there's you know no what, value I, to what we uh, do. From this, we've been talking about this now for a little while. It's a great conversation, but it's actually gone nowhere. Mike doesn't know the answer. <laughs> He's trying to tell you, to, don't, don't do something else. Okay, get a referral from one of your clients. Don't don't talk to the corporate recruiter. Okay, I got to do another ad. To be honest, though, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, it's you can't give up. I mean, if if you're trying to make a living, you know, you're gonna keep going, and you're gonna you're gonna kind of make a you're gonna keep making calls and trying to make those relationships. And well, you just move on to have companies to you that can't actually give value. up on it. You move on yeah. to companies that actually want to work with you, and you tell, and then you exactly. pull that company just becomes a resource. That's the way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but Mike, Mike Rasmussen, what Rich is talking about <laughs> is what I was pressing you about before. Your buddies can't get you in what you, you know, in with everybody. You can't get, you they know, can't they with everybody, but you do have to keep trying. Okay. You can't just give up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, everybody. <laughs> recruiting animal here for hire. Chill. A chill. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, you know, 
Do you know what hired? Everybody knows. I always feel funny doing the ad because everybody you knows. You know something? I need to interject here, Animal. Uh, everybody knows about Hire Tool because yeah. of your work here on the <laughs> Animal Show. The thing is it's spreading like a California wildfire because yeah. of you. Everybody it's knows so, about it. I'm surprised they still even need to advertise anymore. You've done so well. They, it's, yeah. Everybody's using it. And the people that aren't feel stupid when they find out everybody else is, and then they're signing up. I, um, I, it's it's over. You, you're done. You did it. You think I'm... You think I'm putting myself out of business by advertising, doing such a good job for our good friends at, at Iron Tool. But I no, seriously, I'm not kidding you. I mean, any any conversation you see, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever, people are asking, hey, I need a new sourcing tool. What should I be looking at? Everybody jumps on and they say, well, hire a tool. Yeah, of course. Do. That's true. That's absolutely true, everybody. So, We're not I mean, I, I'm, I'm not trying to uh, lose the sponsor of the show here, but I, you're done. You did it. Yeah. It's over. It's, but what, what Jerry said is true. If you need a sourcing tool, people are asking all the time on Facebook, what's the best sourcing tool? Everybody says hire tool. Now, there's a few others as well, but nobody gets mentioned mm. as much. It's all over the place. Yeah. Okay? So. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the ad. H. R-E-T-U-A-L. I'll just say one thing. If you want to just check out their ability to get you contact information, both personal and private email, mm. uh, personal and, and work emails, personal and work phone numbers, go to HireTool.com. Get their uh, free Chrome extension and try it out, okay? And you can also do a full, a full search there. I'll tell you another time how to do a full search, but just go to the site and you can see it. But the fact is... What do they call it? Social proof? When you see that everybody's doing something, you say, hey, I'm going to try it too. Well, that's for real here. We're not just saying it. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Okay? That wasn't a bad ad. Thank you, Jerry. I, I kind of like that for a change. Oh, okay. put a little something in my check. Yeah. Just okay. a little something, something, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. Some extra. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me see. I got some other questions here for, for Mike. Jerry actually contributed to something, and he sang a song today. Something. Okay. Um, yeah, I might not be here next week. I don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> I think you did. Okay, okay, here's something. There's a guy, this guy, I can't remember his name, Jason Freed, I think his name is, and he said, don't work with people that you have to convince. You know, People are always saying, how do I convince you know, somebody, my customer or my target person to do something. And it's just like, how do I convince someone to consider a position? He said, never, don't do it. Don't try to convince anyone to do anything. There's lots of people who want to do something. You just have, they're ready to make a move. You just have to show them that this is a, a good move, okay? Uh, Mike, you think that's true, that you don't have to really – uh, wrestle with people, you know, call someone, you call someone up and they say, I'm not interested, I'm happy where I am, you know, I don't want to talk to you. Uh, those are not worth, is it not worth talking to those people? Or should a real recruiter try to turn them around? I think you should try. Um, there's a point of no return, obviously, where you can't really get them to commit, but um, they may also know someone that you should be talking to. So why wouldn't you call them up and try to talk to them and build a relationship at the minimum? Because it makes sense to, 
you know, at least try to build a relationship at the, at the least. And if, if it's not the right time, you know, they may be ready down the line. And then you can always say, you know, that, that call's not wasted. If you've built a nice rapport with that person, you have a good conversation. You can always say, look, I know you're not looking, but do you know someone I should be talking to at minimum? Um, and yeah, if you're not ready right now, can you keep an open Just dialogue? yesterday, you posted a quote from some uh, brilliant uh, trainer that <laughs> stated clearly, now, within the next five years, everybody you talk to will either be placed by you or hire somebody from you. Okay. He, so, no, that was different. That was different. That guy no, said talk it to wasn't. Many, Yes, it was. It's all about he said, speak. He said, speak. That guy said, speak to as many people as possible. It's going to pay off in the long run. No calls are wasted. That's a separate issue. Before we go there, we can go directly to that one. But I just want to ask a follow-up question to Mike. You said, oh, it's, you build, you know, even if they're not interested, build a relationship with them. How do you build a relationship to someone who tells you right off the bat they don't want to talk to you? Okay? How do you do that? Tell me. You know, you're too positive. <laughs> well, I Come mean, on. obviously, they're, you know, you have to gauge if they're busy or not. I mean, if they're, if they're trying to get you off the phone, they may have something more pressing. No, and no, I think no, you have no. to be they're able to read them no, and say, look, don't, hey, don't can you talk in, at a better time? You know, yeah, are no, you just no, busy no. right now? Can you know you want to have a couple of follow-ups in mind because they may just they might not just be a good time for them. So, I mean, if you can before they let you go, you say, well, it sounds like I caught you at a bad time. Can I get you on the line for a better time? And you don't let them go. You know, you, you want to be respectful of their time, obviously. Uh, but just Mike, say, hey, I'd love Mike. to have a little bit more time. Animal, Kathy is muted. Can you uh, unmute Kathy in California? Please. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Oh, Hold on. Jump in. Okay. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of people here. Okay. There's a bunch Open of them up. Okay. I'm opening them all up. Some people have left. These have got got some replacements. But here, look, Mike. Hi, Kathy. I'll get get to you in a second. But oh, hey. I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. It's okay. I tuned okay. in. You just want to be option animal. Just want okay. to be option. Hi, Kathy. Okay. Look, Mike. You change the issue. It's not a matter of the person not having the time to talk to you. They clearly say, I'm happy where I am. I don't want to talk. And you're saying, oh, don't let it just go. Build a, a relationship. How can you build a relationship with someone like that? You, if you don't have anything, to, if you're not going to address that correctly, just say, I don't know. Okay? Well, okay. Let me answer. You qualified a little bit better, so let me answer it. So in this case, you, you definitely say, well, it sounds like you're not looking right now. But can we? Uh, can I keep you? Can I keep? Can I talk to you in a couple months? You know, just check your situation. Would you be open to that? And I think there's nothing wrong with asking that question. If they say sure, why not? Check back in with me. I'd love to hear from you again. You know, okay, you're, well, hold you're on not, a second. Yeah, no, but, you know, okay, I that's, see that. So you, hey, you I'm fall. telling you from past experience. When when I had yeah. a job that you know fit their background, they just weren't ready yet. They said sure, check in with me a couple months, and I said well. Thank you very much. Do you know anyone I should be talking with? And that's usually how I end the call. And they say, yes, I do know someone. Um, here's, here's someone you can call. And so that just leads to another opportunity. So why not? Mike, Mike, but the thing is, the question here that this Jason Freed says, and I'm, he said, do what you do. Essentially, don't try to turn this person around. Uh, but are you saying that don't do that? Don't, like I said, should you try to turn them around? They say, I'm happy where I am. Say, don't say that. You should listen to my position, the position first. This might be a great opportunity for you. You don't want to shut the door without, you know, at least hearing about it, okay? Do well, you, absolutely. Do you talk yeah. like that? You can and, say, would you be willing for, 
for me to give you a little bit more information about what I'm calling for and, and about the position I have. Are you open to hearing a little bit at least? And I think and no most that, candidates, oh, no. most candidates, uh, how, honestly, yeah. Michael, will say yes yeah. to that. They they're open to that dialogue, and and that's been my experience. So, okay. I mean, I say, hey, I know I know you're probably not looking right now, but can I, can you at least hear me out and let me tell you what I'm looking for? And then, hear me out. You know, hear me out. There. Okay. Now, I think Jerry says he, he's made millions of dollars uh, saying okay or not. not now, hold on. Never <laughs> said I've made millions of dollars. <laughs> it's obvious that I have, but I don't go around saying that. Okay, okay. but you you Thank say you. you've been you've been very successful accepting no as an answer. Isn't that what you yeah. normally say? Yep. Yeah. So you, accepting so you, no you for an answer happily for the past thirty plus years. Yeah. So <laughs> you don't, you don't want to... in on it? Fine, no problem, man. Take it easy. See you <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm going anybody, broke. You'll never know. But that is my policy. You say no, I say else? thank you. Goodbye. Okay. Anybody <laughs> else want to talk? Anybody else want to talk about that before I move on? Anybody else going going uh, gone? You know, I should do a, an, an ad, my final ad, before we. Before nah, we then I gotta go. Then this is too commercial. <laughs> yeah. See you all later. <laughs> Thanks for sticking it out, Jer. Yep, part of the thank show. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye, everybody. everybody. For recruiting animal here for Hone It, H O N E I T, H O N E I T dot com. You know what it is? It's phone interview technology. And I keep telling myself that I should be pushing this ad up, getting it done earlier, and uh, I don't. Somebody should remind me. Anyway, here's how it works the candidate and the recruiter dial into the interview just like they normally would, they just make a phone call. And the thing is, it's recorded. So you have an audio recording. You don't have to worry if, oh, I missed uh, the detail. Oh, I'm not typing fast enough. I'm not writing fast enough. No, it's all there for you. You can go back and listen to it again. And not only that, it's automatically turned into a typed-out transcript. You can search for keywords. You can read it. You can pass on the audio and the text to anybody else in the hiring committee. They don't have to ask the same questions over and over again. They'll see what answers you got when you ask them. Not only that, there's always some issues that are more important than others. So when you get to a really key question, you just press a button, and then when you're finished talking about it with the candidate, you press another button. That turns that conversation into a separate clip. You can send it over to the hiring manager and say, hey, you really concerned about this issue? Bam! This is where you should start. And they can get right to the guts of the question and hear it in the candidate's own words. Okay? So why not go and check it out? And there's stats, too. Okay? Next week, I'm going to start talking about all the statistics this gives you about interviews. But right now, just go to Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Nick Livingston is the guy. And you can see everything about Honeit, phone interview technology right there okay anybody on the line got a question for mike rasmussen mike rasmussen anybody on the line want to talk to him no okay it's just you and me mike there's some people listening <clears throat> anything you can do, i give especially... you a shameless plug yeah go ahead so um fifth uh there's um if you're in utah there's the association of Talent Acquisition Professionals Utah Community Kickoff. 
uh, we're having an event um, out in Salt Lake City. Um, so it'll be at the Salt Lake City Community College and uh, Derek Zeller will be joining me presenting. And we're gonna have some Association of Talent Acquisition Professionals information and a SourceCon free pass. So just a shameless plug, just throwing that out there. It should be pretty fun. It's in celebration of Global Talent Acquisition Day, uh, which is sponsored by ATAP. So just throwing okay. that out there. Okay. Here's a question for you. What should a recruiter yeah, sure. do? Okay, you've got email tracking software. So you can see when your email has been opened and read, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you understand yep. that. Okay. In time. fact, some, sometimes email tracking software will tell you how many times the email's been opened, right? So what mm-hmm. should a recruiter do when the candidate or the person he or she sent it to opens the email, the recruiting email, numerous times, but hasn't responded yet. What would you do? Okay, this guy looked three at, at the email three times already. Uh, I haven't heard back from him. What would you do? Well, hopefully you have a phone number, and then uh, you can make a phone call and just follow up with, follow it up with a voicemail. Um, okay, I would it's, it's a cold, that, it's a cold email. That would be good. Yeah, you haven't you haven't talked to this person before. So what would you say to mm-hmm. him or her? What would you say? On the voicemail, I would say I. I have, I sent you an email. I noticed that you had opened it a couple of times. I wanted to give you more information if you'd be willing to talk to me about it. Um, If you have a few minutes, um, here's a time that I can speak to you uh, and would love to discuss it. Now, just so you know, in sending out a recruiting email like that, I'd usually have my Calendly link or some other tool that they can schedule on my calendar. And I'd say, hey, I noticed you'd open this up. Just want to give you more information. Um, I haven't called you before, but saw that I, I have a, a tracking that I can see that you looked at it and just want to give you more information if you'd be interested. That's all. And uh, I, would, hear from I wouldn't say that I had a tracking device on that. That would kind of creep me out as a candidate. I mean, I, I well, you're probably that, right. Now they think about that. You know, it would be yeah, like good point. Okay, good, anyway. point good point. Good point. Good point. Good point. You might want to modify that. <laughs> Anybody else want to uh, – well, you could call up and say – and pretend that you didn't know. You say, I sent you an email the other day. I haven't heard back from you. Just do it that way, right? I think that's right? better, yeah. yeah. I hear okay. you, Kathy. You're absolutely right. Good point. Kathy won that one. <laughs> Kathy won. Kathy won. She did. How much, she did. She got how much, me. How much, how much is <laughs> I was too speaking off the top of my head, though. Okay, I'll have to talk uh, when, uh, this about another time because this is one of Rich's favorite questions. How much responsibility does a recruiter bear for a bad hire? Okay, you deliver a short list of candidates, three candidates, let's say, to the hiring manager. Hiring manager makes the decision that person doesn't work out. Whose fault is the whose fault is it? <laughs> well, I mean. That, oh, man, that's a – I don't think it's really anyone's fault. If, I mean, because you can't always predict how people are going to work out, so I don't necessarily think that's anyone's fault. But, you know, if, they're, if you had – if they went through a background check and they passed everything and everything comes out clean, you know, you've done your reference checks, you've, you've gone through all the – quality assurance steps that you can do, I mean, that, what more can you do? You know? There's not much more you okay. can do. Okay, here's the thing. Rich, Rich says it's 100% the responsibility, at least not the responsibility of the recruiter, because the recruiter has no control of whatever happens after 
the hire takes place. Recruiters not in control even of the onboarding, but not in control of whether the organization is supporting the candidate or the new hire. There's all kinds of weird things that be going on. And and so he says, you know, that's the reason he doesn't uh, feel responsible. I 100% agree with that statement. Really? I don't. Okay. I don't because you have to assume that things are. Why? I mean, honestly, because – He's right. You you can't. I mean, if there's no support infrastructure or support mechanism for that kid at post the recruiter's involvement, I mean, it's it's on the organization. You know, if they if they yeah, don't well, have enough training, I think the assumption yeah. is, is should be the opposite. That things are are going to go like normal. You know, that they the, the the organization is not dropping the ball after the person comes in, and you gave the the hiring manager. Three candidates, they all are feasible candidates. They're all viable. That should be, they should mm-hmm. be the case, or you shouldn't have presented them, okay? So the right. recruiter is responsible to a, the recruiter bears some uh, responsibility, unless the recruiter says, look, this guy's got the qualifications, but I think you should hire this other person. And then the hiring manager goes can I, against them. Can I quantify that a little bit? So let's just say that the recruiter didn't do their due diligence, the, the steps that they have control over and you know that didn't take place then yeah in that case then the recruiter would bear some responsibility but on the flip side of that coin if they if they did do reference checks they tried to do all the quality assurance metric or you know all the quality assurance steps that they would normally take with a hire then yeah don't drag it out we've been there i gotta ask you it's only a few minutes left i gotta go on do you check your candidates facebook pages for problematic pictures and postings I do not. Why not? Because there is a possibility that that could lead to other factors that would be discriminatory in nature, potentially. And oh, okay. See, the actual question I read was, you know, if somebody, if you go to the, uh, the Facebook page of the candidate and she has a picture of herself wearing a vagina hat and carrying a sign that says F Trump, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, would you hire her? Or, or if she was your candidate, would you tell her to take that down? If, if, if she was your candidate and you happened to see it, would you tell her to take it down before the interview? If she's wearing well, that, she's not going to take it down. If, if that's what she's not gonna, yeah, very exactly strongly feeling about, she's not going to take it down. Really? Exactly. And, okay. it's, and in a sense, I'm going, to t- I'm going to come at this from the libertarian perspective. I'm a libertarian, yeah. and I don't believe that it's any of my business to go searching that stuff out in the first place. So I wouldn't be doing that hey, anyway. Hey. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, this is something that I think you would agree with. Somebody said, in fact, I think it was a guest from a couple of weeks ago. I won't mention the name because in case I'm wrong. He said, don't look at a cold call as a sales call. Look at it as making a new friend. Do you agree? What was that last part, sorry? Look at it. Look at your call as if you were making a new friend. <laughs> you're, not, you're not looking at the person as, a, as someone you're selling to. You're someone you want to get to know. Is, is that a good thing? Yeah, I mean, Keep in mind? You, you, you want to, let's just put it this way, be a human being. You know, come at it from the perspective of, you know, there's, there's this, I don't know, this might be too technical for you, but Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Uh, oh yeah, it's way above my head. Point. Oh, that's above my head. 
It's, everybody talks so, about it, but it's above my head. Go ahead. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's your basic long long story short on that. You're looking at the needs that the person has, and how your job can fulfill those needs, and what it's going to do for their career and help them to expand their career. Because honestly, if you're not coming at it from a point of being genuine, you know people can see right through that, and it's not it's not effective. It just doesn't. You, you're more effective when you come at it from a point of humanity, which means what is, what is it that that person needs? What's in it for them that's going to create a win-win? I mean, if, if you have the ability to do that in your messaging, then the chances increase of your success in getting that person into a placement situation. Uh, they're so, not going to respond to you if, you know, it's coming from a point of, oh, this person is just a, uh, you know, a widget because they're not a widget. They're a person and uh-huh. you need to approach it with that in mind. Otherwise it's just, a, I mean, why, why are you doing yeah. it if they're not, if you're yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you know, so in other words, uh, 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 hardball sales techniques are something you don't endorse. Is that right? I think it depends on the audience. I mean, <laughs> Some people are going to respond to that better than others, and, and you have to know and be able to read the situation in order to know when to be a hard, you know, maybe have a more hard sales approach versus when to scale it back. And, and what, would you say is, what would you say is a hard sales approach? What is that in your mind? What are we talking about? I mean, you're going to have times where you're, you're going to go after a candidate, and, and you're going to want them to – to get on the phone with you and, and you may have approached this candidate a couple times. I mean, if you're, I would say a hard sales tactic is maybe two or three follow-ups in one day without spacing it out a little bit. You, you want to have a little bit of a spacing between your reach outs. Um, otherwise it can, it can turn. So you mean, off. are you talking about leaving three voicemails in the same day? Is that your idea of hard? Yeah, sell? exactly. Yep. Okay. We got you, it down I think one a day is, is fine and an email follow-up is fine in the same day, but, you know, give them a little bit of a, maybe like a 24 hour period before you attempt again. And I think that's fair. And how many total uh, voicemails before you give up? I'd say, you know, four, maybe spaced out and a week is fine. And all of them, all of them with emails associated with them, four voicemails, four emails, Mm, I'd say four voicemails and two emails is probably okay. Two emails. Any final words? Two emails. <laughs> Any final words, Mike? Well, thanks for having me. It was fun, and you know, thanks for keeping I'm me glad, on my show. Yeah, it was again. a great show. I, I liked it. I want to thank Kathy, my favorite Kathy out there in California. Michael G. Cox, Rich Rosen, the super big biller. Anybody else was talking with us? Yeah, you know, Jim Wall talked to me before and Ari Waller, but maybe they hung up as soon as that was doing the intro. I don't know. And, of course, our favorite, Jerry. Thank you, everybody.
in the industry, started with a family firm, uh, recruiting industry. Oh, there you have it. Gary, wake up. You recommended this guy. Go ahead. I mentioned it offhand when I was in a drunken stupor. (laughs) Don't ask Gary for advice after 5 p.m. Okay, go ahead, Brian. Oh, (laughs) God. You know, you guys. I have to say, no banning on this show. Nobody's that bad. Uh, and you know, no, here's what? the deal. Here's guess. the deal. The dude is full of negative energy, and I'm just saying, I simply don't. My the after show is not about negativity. It's not you know about what, Gary. Wh- Gary, if yeah. you open your eyes, you'd see he talks to you just like you talk to me. It's constantly animal is an idiot. Everything he says is nonsense. I no, used to like the no, show, no. but now it's nothing. Yeah. I don't kick you off. Hey. I don't kick you off the show, and hey, you're, you're not going to kick him off, okay? Hey, I just don't.